said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Here's a thought for my revolutionary heart Take a deeper look at history, it's there to pick apart See the people at the top, they get to do just what they want Till after a while, the people at the bottom finally get smart Then they start to holler revolution Tired of living here in destitution Fuck that looting, can you tell me what's the best solution? I used to think it was to overthrow oppressors See, if we destroy the system, that means we'll have less of greed But see, it's not that simple I got to thinking about the history of human nature While this instrumental played Then I realized something that made me wonder if revolution was really ever the way Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 66. Uh, we got C in the building, Gert in the building, T in the building. Um, another week, shit, a crazy week. It's been a hell of a week. <laughs> First week of 2021 in the books, and um, shit started off with a bang. Um. So, I mean, ain't no need to delay. The whole world seen what, what happened up in D.C. I know that ain't our fight, but uh, <laughs> I want to start with uh, Brother Gert. When, uh, when you saw what was, what was going down in D.C., <laughs> give me your raw and honest reaction. That's way people shit. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm still not all the way. I, I don't. I don't really pay attention to too much of shit like that that's going on in the world at this point. I get, I, I believe I'm jaded, but I don't really pay attention to nothing. Like I catch, it ain't nothing in the politics or the world that I really wanna invest time into too much. That's because of um, Obama's presidency um, I think I was really involved with that first term. And then when I seen how that inter like how that intertwined, I, I always make the analogy, if you ever seen The Wire and you watch Carcetti, how he had good intentions and the system just overpowered every intention he had, and he was just trying to survive to make it to the next step. That's what Obama's presidency kind of made me feel like, and it just deterred me from news, hot topics, all of that government stuff altogether. So if there's a joke in something, I'm all for it, but real live news hitting, it's like, nah, that is too much for me. Um, I was kind of late on that shit, man. I pulled it up. I'm like, yeah, these white niggas out of place. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. That shit was too much. I'm like, once I see my man with the horns and makeup on inside, I'm like, yo, this shit like a movie, yo. Like, I'm like, yo, this shit ain't real. I'm like, niggas about to get shot. And then I went online to see if it's real. Niggas like, yo, this is white people problems, man. Black people don't pay attention to this shit. I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm out. I thought we was going to put, like, the black squares like we did on IG. I was like, I ain't watching that shit. I started paying attention to that shit, like, two days later. I was like, yeah, what really happened? 
then that's when you get up to all the like the, the juicy shit niggas running and shit with the videos. So I'm like, yeah, shit was out of control, but I don't know, yo. That's security corny because I thought I thought you were supposed to get shot if you even jump on the lawn. Like these niggas was inside. Man, fuck that shit though, man. It's white people shit. Word. Fuck it. Um See? I was more so like, um, it's about time. Because <laughs> <Damn> as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I knew that they was crazy and I knew that they were gonna do something. And I just need, I was like, all right, it's about time they did something. Like, you know, like it was leading up to it. Was I shocked or surprised? No, I wasn't. Um, and I know this is bad, and I like believe in God and all that stuff, you know, like I'm like religious, but it wasn't enough uh, bodies for me. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't enough people. Like they asking for reward money. I'm trying to do my part as a citizen. I'm trying to look people up so I could get some of that reward money because y'all need to be in shackles. Like, um, there's no need for you to be out on the street. And like you said, you're wearing horns, and you got your face covered in paint <laughs> and all this other stuff. That is scary stuff. I do not want to walk down the street and see that. I think my life is in danger. So I'm going to report you to the proper authorities. And I mean, the part that kind of messed me up with the FBI is like their face was not covered. These people were walking outside with their bare face and you can get these people if you really wanted to. You have mm. DC is probably the most like covered city with cameras, like especially that part of DC. So the fact that you guys just decided not to, oh, okay. We're just going to need the public's help. No, you don't need my help. Stop playing. You could go there and you could find all these people if you really wanted to. Most of these people are in some type of um, capacity. Like they they are law enforcement. They are um, governors. They are your politicians. They are your councilmen. These are CEOs of companies that were there talking about some, oh, we just walked in the building. Um, yeah, you just walked in the building because they knocked down half of the police people that was trying to protect the building, the policemen. So I just feel like um, it was it was disgusting um, on the president's part, the former president, whatever you want to call him. It was disgusting on his part. He sat there and he watched it. And that's what I was saying about dog whistling. He dog whistles and he allows he says these trigger words and they allow this to happen this this happened on his watch and he basically told him that they were that he was going to go down there and go with him he didn't go nowhere all he did was just watch and see what happened then it was kind of i'm not gonna say all right white people don't care white people don't care about black lives matter they thought black lives matter was crazy and when you mess with the constitution or the Capitol building, that's when they start getting upset. So this is when he turned the Republicans on, like the Republicans turned on him because of the constitution and all this other stuff and their life was at danger. So now they care. So that's why I'm just like, it was about time because I'm glad that these white people did what they had to do to scare the white people. Do you think that this is to anybody who want to answer first. Do y'all think that it was orchestrated and planned and allowed? Yes, they was letting them in. To piggyback off what Jersey is saying, um, did y'all look at that video I put in the group chat of, I don't know what podcast it was sent to me, but they were saying Iran 
was planning a, the United States government got word that Iran was supposed to be flying a plane into the Capitol the day after the inauguration. Are y'all aware? Did y'all see that video? No. I, didn't. Mm-hmm. So, no. I put it in the group chat, but some I don't know who the people was, what the podcast was or whatever, but it's a clip that the United States had received formal notice that Iran was supposed to be flying a plane into the capital. But what is formal notice? Like, I'm going to bomb you on January 21st. Like, that's yes. formal. I'm, but why would they yes. tell them that? That's why a decoy. Yeah, it's like usually they just go and just do it. No, we're gonna be here, but we're gonna do this. That's not they they said that (laughs) the United States was warned about 9-11 before 9-11 happened. And they just didn't take none of those threats serious. They didn't know exactly how it was gonna go, but they said the United States did receive formal notice about 9-11. And the so reason why I ran, really mean it, like they be threatening you and telling you where they are gonna be at, and we just don't be seeing them. That's man right. polite. Well, but that's they, what they 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 <laughs> always, you know, the government receives death threats, terrorist threats. Every well, day. what you saying? This is what I was about to say. Um, the day after the inauguration is from. I'm only going off what this clip said. The day after the inauguration is the one year anniversary that they said Trump killed the number two guy in Iran. And he's supposed to take over at the airport. I don't know the details, but Trump allegedly, or not allegedly, I don't know, killed, had the second in charge of Iran killed. And they were planning this. So I say all of that to say, do you think that them running in there was allowed to, I guess, get stuff out or in advance of that alleged terrorist attack, they let them go in there to deter that or if they're related in any way. I wish I would have did your homework and seen that part, but... I mean, you just told us everything. That was right. Great. I'm about to say you that gave us the information. But thank you. <laughs> I, but. I think I think anything was possible with them going inside. They could have bugged it. They could have spread COVID. They could have did anything while they was in that motherfucker. They definitely around. spread COVID. Like, they have no mask on. Because I don't think they. I, I don't think that was by chance. I think they were told on this day at this time, nobody's gonna be there. Y'all can go. I don't think they stormed it. But people was there. They knew what they were doing. It wasn't no coincidence. He told them, he held the rally and told them, go down the street. I'm going to be there with you. It was this, everybody knew that they were counting to um, basically solidify Joe Biden's win. It wasn't just a day where it's just a regular day in the office. This was a day that everybody knew that date. People have planned it. This is a planned thing. The Proud Boys got online, sent their little emails out, their little flight confirmations, and all got together. That was a lot of them, though. Yeah, it was white privilege at its finest. I mean, because like you said, they wasn't scared. Are y'all still are y'all still shocked at white privilege at this point? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Like what C was saying was I 
were you surprised? No. Do you think they have more white privilege like that to come? Like, because that was that was like the cutoff right there. I mean, white white people are going to exhibit their white privilege at any chance that they get because they have it. So I don't think that no, that's not the end of white privilege. No, not at all. I think. And that wasn't even the height of white privilege. It's still coming. It's still more coming. I look at white privilege right now. Whatever they get away with, I look at they could have got away with double the amount. Like however many, if you say a horse slept with however many people, I'm like, yeah, but she could have doubled that. She was underachieving. That's how I see white privilege at this point in my life. Like whatever they get away with, they could do that times two. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've seen this before in other countries because um, they call it, it's called a coup, C-O-U-P. And that's just when the people overthrow the government. We've seen this in other countries. Um, and so but, the imagery, the imagery wasn't, wasn't new for me, but as far as America, we haven't seen anything like this, I think they said in like almost 200 years. So um, the imagery of it happening in the US was different, but in terms of it being shocking and you know, like, oh my God, like, no, I was looking at it like, yeah, this does look like a scene out of a movie. And I have a sinister eye. I mean, when I see things, I'm always looking at it kind of funny because I don't really believe or take anything at face value, especially when it comes to government and things of that nature. So it was just like, almost what C said, like it's, it's, it was about time that white people was out of line in that way. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast just kind of watching them fight each other because, you know, it's time. But what you have when this happens in other countries is normally the United States comes in and arms the quote unquote rebels and helps them overthrow the government. So are y'all, uh, do y'all think someone is going to come in and arm or, you know, I believe we're seeing in real time the fall of America as a superpower. Thanks. Just my own personal thoughts. I, but you didn't have your force out there. You didn't. All you had, like, because the night shift was different than the day shift. The night shift, they <laughs> was knocking people on the ground. It was dragging bodies. The night shift was real different than that day shift. So if they would have just had the night shift work all day, it would have been real different. They wasn't tolerating it. I don't think that our, we didn't have force there. They didn't have the, the correct amount of force. Because if they did, if they would have had that BML force out there, none of that would have happened. Like, so you don't think that this is the fall of America as a superpower? No, I don't. And I, I feel like the other countries came out and they spoke about it because they wanted a chance to speak about America and how despicable it is. This is not, this is um, making us look weak. I think this makes us look weak, but it's not the fall. I don't it think does, because it opens you up to exposure because now you're worried about the security within your own home when you should be worried about the security in other places. Do you believe America is the number one superpower right now? Um, yes. We're really, we're really strong. We're really strong. I'm not, I'm not versed enough to 
say if we're number one or not, but we top. We in the top for sure. China got China. China got some shit though. China do got some stuff, but I would say yes. As far as our military, as far as the stuff that we're able to get, I we can't fuck. I, we can't fuck with Russia. Shit, we got COVID over here. We can't. Shit. We can't. I don't think we can fuck with Russia. Yeah, Russia oh, got some shit. We can't fuck with Afghanistan. Why can't we? Why can't we? We Nobody can, has women in Afghanistan and won. No, but it ain't because it ain't about winning. It's almost like with doctors and the medical uh, professionals, when it's about keeping you on the drug and you know keeping you coming back. It's like they're not trying to cure you; they're just trying to keep you coming back. So, as far as us being at war with Afghanistan, I look at that as war is big business. So we can go in there, and I'm not advocating this, but. If we wanted to, we can like bomb the whole shit and the shit just be over. We don't want to do that because there is there's profit in us being at war. I think what you're saying comes from uh, so and not just you. Um, I think all of us as Americans only have the American perspective on things of that nature, but I think other countries look at that different. I don't, nobody has went into Afghanistan and took over, and this could be my ignorance. So I'm gonna preface this by saying, I'm not, I, I don't know this to be true, but my understanding is no one has went in Afghanistan and won. You go there, you spend money or whatever, you know. Their military can't fuck with our military, bro. Yeah, but over there, they can. Like, no. if you look at- no. But we I, have people I, that are there that are controlling, like, or don't we have people that are there that are controlling them? Like, I, don't, I think that's the narrative being pushed to us, but I don't think they are controlling. No, what, what, what we do as, Amer- as an American military is we're bullies. We go to these other countries and we say, we want this. They don't go in asking, they go in saying, this is what we want, this is what we're going to do, and most countries push back, and so that's where a war ensues but we're arrogant to just set up our flag anywhere across the world and say we want this so that's not that's not how what you're saying is somewhat true but now you have north korea china russia and parts of africa telling these smaller countries hey we know they said they want xyz don't give it to them. And that's what I was saying about um, being a superpower. I don't think we control the superpower game anymore. Um, I think our presidency is evident of that. Um, China, Russia, North Korea, and I, I would even say, I don't, I would even say Africa. Um, they, these small countries who allied with us for our protection at one point don't need to ally with us for our protection anymore. And don't need or don't want to, because there's a difference in that. Need or want. Because I think, I think it may be more so don't want to based on the relationship and the dynamic of the relationship uh, spearheaded by, you know, the commander in chief. He's so arrogant that they don't want to, and he speaks down on, and he, you know, 
he talks so much shit about everybody that I think that he's ruffled the feathers of the relationships that we already had in place with some of our allies. And now they're so, turning to our enemies. That's what I believe. So here's the thing, right? Um, I think the big thing, and like I said, all of this shit that I hear, I don't really pay attention to, but I hear it. I've heard that um, Trump, the, the big thing with getting Trump out of office more so than anything else was Trump wasn't paying the smaller countries. Like the, America pays you to, they'll give you money and say they'll protect you, but they take everything out your country, right? And what Trump was saying was, we don't need to pay all of these people anymore. There's no need for us to be sending money all of these places when nothing is happening in the world. And these smaller countries were saying, well, you're not going to pay us. Russia, China, all of these, they're, they're willing to pay for the blocks you used to get money on. So we're going to let them come in and take over. And that was more of a concern with people than, you know, the, the funny shit he was doing here is he split a lot of relationships with allies. Um, yes, he did. He did. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if those relationships have been or will be repaired at this point. I think they could be. I think they could be. I think it's based on how you de- how you decide to go about the relationships. It's like any relationship. It's like if me and you are beefing, we're beefing over something. And let's say we're two men in power and I represent an entity and you represent an entity. And now I'm no longer in power and you ain't fucking with me or or the entity that I represent based on our relationship, the new person who comes into power can potentially repair the relationship if the other side is willing and if they're able to work something when out. You say repair, I don't need to repair your relationship. I just need to take over. So like you saying me and you beefing, right? Now C sees this as an opportunity to come get you and get money with you and push me completely out the picture. So now I'm completely, so now when Key comes in to mediate between me and you, C has already filled the void of me to where you don't even need me or you don't even need that relationship anymore. So repair what for why? I, I get what you're saying. And I don't have the answer to that because it's a little too deep and above my right. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I believe that that is more so what happened these last four years. Where that's why I'm saying the end of us as a superpower and things of that nature. Um, a lot of that stuff been brewing for quite some time. It's like, why y'all still fucking with them? We make everything over here. They not producers of anything. Come fuck with us. That's been going on. And then when you put him in office to split that even more, it would lead me to think, it's broken. These the numbers. Niggas don't want to believe that, but I don't live in the hope uh, realm of life. Hope ain't a plan. 
Like having hope is not a plan. You gotta come up with a plan. And in order to come up with a plan, you gotta look at stuff realistically. Yeah, well, I think it all remains to be seen. Um, something else that I was paying attention to that's kind of tied into this is all of this was kind of spearheaded by the Senate run in Georgia. And once Georgia got the two Democratic seats to um, pretty much give the edge to the Democrats in terms of the majority vote, that's when all of these riots and all of that stuff ensued. Well, uh, Kelly Loeffner, which was one of the Republican Senate um, officials, is also a part owner of the WNBA team for Atlanta, the Atlanta Dream. And when the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening over the summer, she was very vocal in saying that she didn't support the movement. She was calling it a terrorist group, you know, like how all of these racist white people be on it. And she just didn't support it. And since she lost, since the Republicans lost, LeBron came out and said, he's looking to put together a group to where he can um, have ownership of the Atlanta dream. Um, and some of the WNBA players that play for them are in support of that. Uh, my question to y'all is, do y'all, what do you like think about that? Do you think it's possible for him to pull that off? Um, I don't know, Gert, what do you, what do you like think about that idea? I think that's cool shit. I mean, I ain't, I, I'm, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm of the belief that you should be able to operate your establishment how you see fit. And I don't believe, I believe messed up people could do good things and good people could do bad things. You know, um, because you have an idea of something or you see things one way, um, don't mean that will interfere with how you run your company. So I don't know this lady personally or who who, who owns it. Uh, her name is Ke Kelly Loeffner. I, I don't know her personally, um, but I don't think just because she disagrees with Black Lives Matter, that means she should lose her team. Um, I think she should be able, people should be able to be as ignorant or whatever the word you see fit as they want to be in America. Um, like I believe freedom of speech should be for everybody. Like Trump having his Twitter taken I don't think Trump should have his Twitter taken or Farrakhan have their platforms taken. I think we should just be free and be able to do what we want and let people decide what they want to mess with or not. So now I think the players, but I think the players should have the option to be traded, uh, you know, with a clean slate if they don't want to be on that team. Like you, you, all right, I come out and say I'm a racist. Hey, me racist, I don't think I should be canned, but I don't think people should be made to work for me if they have different beliefs. And I think um, 
that's kind of what happened with Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson had a different belief from the owner of Golden State, and he was banned from coaching because of that. You know, it it works both ways. Well, um, you kind of bumped into um, something to piggyback off of, which is um, Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson. Hold on, hold on. See, I, I think see. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to. I got it. Um, so Carrie Hilson had some comments that were essentially in support of freedom. So when you say in support, let, let just bro. No, but I seen the comment. But hold on, though. No, like, what's up? <laughs> she made statements in support of freedom of speech, and she was um, saying that basically what you said that. Trump shouldn't have had his uh, Twitter accounts and all of his other social media accounts suspended because in this country, we put so much emphasis on freedom of speech. So um, in relation to everything that we're talking about, see, how do you feel about um, about that, about, you know, her comments, as well as, you know, the, the whole idea of the, the Republican owner not really supporting Black Lives Matter and, and how all of that like kind of ties in. Like what's your thoughts on on all of that? I feel that if you don't own the platform, <laughs> then you can't really say what they will accept or not. Like a person is able to say, I don't want this person on my platform spewing this hate speech. So I'm going to take their account from them. Um, Donald Trump can actually buy a platform and spew all his hate speech on that platform if he wanted to. Um, he does not own Twitter. He does not own Instagram or Facebook. So they are allowed to take you off. Um, what they determine as hate speech is up to them. It's their platform. Um, they have this whole thing that you have to agree to before you sign up. I don't know how many people read that, but it might have their terms and their conditions on what they feel is appropriate for their platform. So I feel like until you own something, that's when you can say whatever you want to say. I mean, cause you can say whatever you want to say. It's not that you don't have freedom of speech. Nobody is saying, hey, shut up. They're just telling you to shut up on their platform. They're not giving you that, that outlet. You can make the Trump Chronicles and print out something every day and just have him speaking every day, but I'm not going to allow you to have what you're saying on my platform if I don't agree with you. And that's everywhere. That's not just Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. That's everywhere. That's the world. So, and and on that note, they were all right and justified because they own it and they had a right to say, you, you we're not going to allow you on here. I'm saying that it probably was in their terms and conditions that they have that. So and he no, they do. agreed to it and that's what it is. If you agree to that and if they do have that, then they're fine. I don't see anything wrong with it because I don't spew hate speech or I don't say anything that could be um, confused as hate speech or anything. And if I have something to say, I have a podcast. If I have something to say, I have a phone. I can call my friends and say, everything ain't for everybody. Sometimes people need to shut the fuck up. And this is just a prime example of people telling you when to shut up. 
And just so um, it, for people who actually didn't see it, this is what Carrie Hilson said. She said, this may be funny, but this is a little dangerous too. Take Trump out of it for a moment. A democracy must include freedom of speech. Imagine other leaders or popular figures not being able to voice their opinion if it opposes the majority of world leaders. Our freedom of speech being taken from us uh, slowly but surely if the leader of the free world can be removed. Imagine the same right as civilians. Imagine believing every time you read false information and propaganda detective, uh, deceptive reports and flat out lies being the only thing that we see. So she's basically agreeing with what C said. Well, no, no, she's not because she's talking about, she cares if her account is taken away. I don't give a fuck if my account is taken away and I'm spewing hate speech is what I'm trying to say. She is saying, oh, regardless of his, if he's spewing hate speech, his freedom of speech should not be taken away. Um, yeah, it should, because that's their, pro, that's their um, place that they can dictate who goes on there and what they say. These, these are rules that were set in place before he signed up is what I'm saying. And you agree to follow these rules. So when you go against what they're saying, that's just like an at-will employment. If your employer tells you don't wear black socks, you wear black socks, they say, oh, I wanna fire you. You get fired and you signed that contract. That's basically what they're doing. They're just doing it in the freedom of speech realm, but it really doesn't matter because like I said, Trump can create the Trump Chronicles and he could screw all his hate speech over there. I mean, you have Rush Limbaugh for that. He has freedom of speech and he talked about that all the time. So I don't, I don't agree with her, which is why I said she's irrelevant. I got a question for you though. Do you draw the line with that or do you feel like that across the board? I feel like that across the board because we don't own our own platform. If Farrakhan wants to say what he wants to say, Farrakhan needs to have a Farrakhan platform and we will subscribe and we will go there and we will listen to him. But you can't expect the, I'm, I'm just saying, these are white people at the end of the day, okay? These are the white, this is white media. This is white social media. This is everything is whitewash. We don't own anything. So until we own something, then maybe we can get control on what is said and where it's said. We can't be mad when people take our accounts, take our jobs, take anything from us because we don't own it. But I got a question real quick. I, I got a follow-up question. So if they wanted to have whites only restaurants, do you draw the line there or should they be able to have whites only restaurants? They can have white only restaurants. I don't want to go there. That food ain't seasoned. I'd rather go to my own restaurant. I don't care. I've never segregation. And as, as comedians said this, they said segregation wasn't wrong. It just was, it, it, I think he said that it was just done wrong or whatever. It wasn't done right. I don't care. I don't mind things like that. Like everybody is so like, oh, we should be able and we shouldn't be able to. If you want to do that, if you guys want to be inclusive, we can be inclusive. If you guys don't want to be inclusive, we don't have to be. I don't have a problem with being around my people. I went to a HBCU for that reason because I wanted to be around my people. I didn't want to have to fit in with other people or people who didn't understand me, who didn't understand my struggle because I went to high school with those people a predominantly white high school. It wasn't fun. So yeah, I'm not saying that I'm I'm racist or anything, but I am pro-black. <laughs> <laughs> I am pro-black because I don't find anything wrong with being around my people or being in a situation where I, I, I have to be around my people. That's not bad for me. 
Hey, can I, black people be racist? Yes. No. No. Yes, they can. All right. So wait. So wait. We got this. Is good. So we got two different perspectives. Gert, you say no. Explain to me why you don't believe uh, black people can be racist. Because you have to affect a whole group of people. Racism is affecting a whole group of people off your belief. And we don't have the power in America to affect a whole group of people with our belief. White people have an infrastructure that they created. So their hatred can, their racism spreads throughout a wide uh, range of area. Yeah, the system. That makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, it, it makes sense because you're, you're doing it based off of the definition of what racism is. And right. I agree. Systematic it, it is, if you look at systematic racism, tell me how a black person fits into systematic racism. Right, we're not in control. We're not in control. You have to have a structure to where you control and you can exile a group of people from being a part of it and you have to be able to affect them. And by and large, we do not have that power which is why I would agree with Gert saying that black people can't be racist. We can be prejudiced, but we can't be racist. But see, you think that black people can be racist. So explain to me why you think so. I don't look at it as the literal definition of being. <laughs> no, so I don't, don't. Because so you're making up your I'm, own shit. No, it's not making up my own shit. I mean, I, what he's saying is correct. Yeah, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the power, but that's not it you can still feel a certain way about a certain group and implement that that's, on that's the prejudice. way that you, on where that's you are judging yeah that it's not prejudging it's having a stigma or having a certain type of it's having a certain type of feeling against that other race just based off of one person affect, or just based off of one thing that's not all, that's prejudice. not prejudice that's all i mean it is a form of prejudice but it's not so much prejudice it's more so racist you're talking racism about the systematic oppression of racism i'm not talking about the system um systematic oppression of racism what i am speaking of is only the literal form of racism which is I don't and being racist, which is I don't like you based off of your color of your skin. I don't like you based off of what you have done in the past. I don't like you based off of anything. It's some people, older people in my family that's, who don't even want to be around prejudice. That's prejudice. Based off of what they've experienced in the past, based off prejudice. of the white only. That's not prejudice. That's racist. You don't want to be around they them assume, because No, because they assume that every other white person that comes after them is the same way. That's not so prejudice. It's, pre uh, it's pre prejudice to pre one group. It's prejudging people based off of one thing. Racism is not so, it, it coincides. It Racism does. is affecting their life with that. So when you prejudge, and then you can affect their whole life. But what about if you can? Them. What about if you say, I'm not giving this person a job or this person can't come to this HBCU because they're white or this person can't, this person can't come eat in my establishment or come get their hair cut here because they're white. What happens when what that happens? That's racist. Exactly. So, what does that so that's why I'm saying black people can do that because black people, people own little black people don't own everything. They don't own the masses, but they own barbershops. They own stores. They own sneaker stores. They own hair salons. They own different places where they can say, I do not want to service this person.
they well, own homes. They could say, I don't want to rent to anybody white. I want to rent to all black people. See, where are they? They're not doing that in America. So you don't know that. You don't. You have not been to every part of America to say that they are not doing that. You don't know that. You don't know that. No, you don't. There's you can't laws. say you do because you don't. See, there's laws against it. It is America. laws against that, just like it's laws against being racial to black people, but they still do it. So you you don't know that they're doing it. They're saying that it's something else, but they could still do it. They could say, oh, I don't want to rent to you because you don't make enough money, or I don't want to rent to you because of this, or because I'm renting to this person. They're not going to tell you why they're not renting to you, but he, they're and, and they could just move a black family in there right away or whatever. These are this is what I'm saying. You can't say that we can't be something or we can't do something because you don't know the ins and outs of how people move around. See, we can't be racist. Okay. Okay, I'm in the blackest city in America, being Atlanta, and it's 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 hundreds of black-owned businesses and 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 all of those different things, and they're pro-black and our people first, but they're not denying the rights of any other people to be there, shop there, eat there, etc. So but that's not what. Okay, I'm not saying that. Okay, Atlanta is black, black, black. Uh, we call a land of Wakanda if you want to, wherever you want to call it. It don't matter. It, it could happen in Patterson, New Jersey. It could happen in Camden. It could happen anywhere you are at. You don't know the ins and outs of that place. You don't know if this person, if Joe Schmo is a black guy and he's the renter in freaking the Bronx, New York, and he says, I don't want to rent to nobody who ain't black. Tell if this white person comes up there and he says, Oh, I, I would like to rent your apartment or whatever. And Joe Schmos gives him a BS reason and says, Nah, it's okay. I, I got somebody coming or I got another offer. He could just say he got another offer for it and he went along with that person. That is him being racist, him controlling who he wants in his place. That's all I'm saying. We have control. And you guys are saying, no, because we don't own enough. We just can't do it. No, you can do it. You can do it on small levels. Racism is essentially being prejudiced. See, you're hypothetical. It ain't even no black people named Joe Smoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> That's Italian. I'm just saying. Italian named Joe Schmo, whatever the hell. He black Italian. All I'm saying is, is that it's it racist too. That's all I'm saying. Y'all sitting over here acting like everybody is, oh, you got to have political power. Niggas just started learning about political power. Fuck out of here. Yo, he said, he said, that's Italian. He's a mean man. That's mad for um um on a on a lighter note do y'all even care about the whole fact that this ashanti and keisha cole battle was not happening anymore i stopped caring months ago told y'all keisha cole was scared yeah that's it in 2020 man. he said keisha cole keisha cole is not scared matter of fact she put up a post saying that uh, after she said, "Oh, I'm sorry," this done the third. She's like, "She's like, I'm ready. I've been ready, and I stay ready." She capitalized all of them letters. I'm like, "Oh, it sounds like yo, that's two wins already." Bro. That's telling me she's scared. No, sir. Hell no, Keisha. Well, understood. Don't got to be explained. She a shot. She got to get a people something. It's murder. <laughs> nah, man. 
Wow. He ain't even ride. Fuck that. Ashanti ain't even ride. <laughs> she rolled Irv Gotti. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> You said she rolled Irv Gotti? <laughs> oh, she rolled. I thought you said she rolled herself. <laughs> yeah, they did have a little, a little fling, so I heard. Right. Always on time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, to answer my own question, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care no more. I don't care no more. Like I was mad that they moved it to January, but I still was definitely gonna watch. At this point, I don't want to see it anymore. They're saying that, oh, they're going to go back to doing it in different locations. But my thing is, well, why can't you do it from home then? Like, you're not going to be in the same location. What's the problem? Nah, ever since the first time they canceled that battle and then they gave us E40, I'm like, man, fuck this show, man. For real. <laughs> I probably unfollowed them niggas, man. For real. Like, you ain't like they... 40 water? Nah, I even watched that shit. I seen it like the most watched one. It wasn't though. Don't, nigga, don't that was West Side, nigga. I felt like West Side told me that's that East Side shit. That's that West Side shit. I ain't want no parts, man. I ain't want no parts yeah, that of that nigga, shit. Um, that nigga almost killed Big for talking like that, man. Yeah, fuck that. I'm outside, man. <laughs> East Side shit, nigga. Hey, yo. So, nah. so are you saying that you think it's over for verses? No, the momentum for me, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Until they come up yeah. with a, a, a dope ass. The season album. over. This, yeah, the season, season over. over already. Over <laughs> that shit over. I go. It's over, yo. Fuck that. I don't think if it's they can come back. They they gotta have Nas and Jay. Like, yeah. I think so. They just gotta have somebody good. I really don't care about Ashanti and Keisha Cole no more. I stopped caring when they moved it to January. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yo, you know how much birthday parties they fucked up? They just fucked up somebody's birthday party. That I, I know they had a house party. They canceled their whole shit. It just was a regular house party. Like the verses <laughs> and theme and everything was gone. I'm like, damn. Niggas what the fuck y'all gonna do? They just stayed nah. that same age one more year. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas just got drunk and passed out. Like the whole everything. Like, yo, how much are you gonna affect the black community doing that? <laughs> Fuck that. I just like <laughs> see, nobody cares, baby girl. I don't really care. She might as well keep traveling. Yeah. She she keep, keep going across the <laughs> keep, world. Nobody's gonna going. stop to hear that crap. That's bad. Yeah. I don't think they will come back from this one though. I think they will. Niggas though. lost money. Niggas lost money, B. Cause all it takes, all it takes is the right matchup, and everybody going to get Backst- excited again. No, they Black Street versus Jody. I'm talking about this specific versus like. Oh no, the specific one. I no, the specific yeah, one. I agree. I don't, I don't I can care. Less. No, they go. They go like third time the charm. It's over. Yo, y'all think she's scared to play music with this other young lady? Is that what y'all saying? You think she's scared to play music? I'm asking y'all. Y'all think like that? You think she's lying about? Oh, I didn't think she was lying about COVID. I just think that she should have set her dumb ass down. That was the just, if you know you got somewhere to be, you need to be like, you know, mentally prepared for that. And you you don't want to put someone else in danger. COVID is like a selfless thing. Like you have to be- selfless. I don't think her vocals up the par, man. <laughs> I, it ain't even about that. Cause you ain't even got to sing. You could just let your records play for herself. You don't have to sing. She can sit there and not sing. No. Keisha, Keisha gonna sing. Yeah, Keisha, but, uh, Keisha gonna sing. Yeah, I think she might be trying to plan music to drop with it. I don't know what she's trying to plan, but ain't nobody listening to that shit either. If she 
dropping music. That would be trying to get album done yet for real. But it don't matter. Nobody's gonna get it. Nobody cares. This is what no one cares at all. No one cares about your verses. Ashanti album done. No one cares. They just I like to see her on Instagram. I like to see her dress well. I do about that. I like her outfits. I care about that. I know one thing. Ashanti better not drop no new fire because if she do, you better not like it. That's all I know. But DJ Khaled. I'm not going to like another one. How do you know? How do you know that? Because I know. What what did she do to you, see? What she (laughs) did to you? This is personal. If this coming from a place. It was a couple songs that she dropped that I thought that were very horrible and she could have kept them to herself. What did she get with Hip Boy? Damn. (laughs) What did she get with Hip Boy? I don't know. I I don't know. I know. You're not going to like it. Do I think that Hit Boy can make her better? Yeah, he could. Hit Boy can make her be better than that is a miracle, but she still has to sing and write the song. He's only going to produce the song. She ain't got to write shit. She could, get the, she, could get, she could get the Dream to write for and Neo and have Hit yeah, Boy. Yeah, you know Dream kind of spicy. Uh, featuring Drake. That don't make nah, it better. Ashanti and Drake, I don't know about that. Make everything you better. acting like that's just oh Drake. I love Drake so much. Uh, no, I don't. No, care about I, that. I'm not. I'm not acting like that at all. I'm saying. I'm saying if <laughs> she jaded. Drake, like I was going to be like, oh my god, Drake. If she gets with a certain amount of people to to give the best product potentially. All of that, and you got to split that record that many times. You don't need to come out with a song. Nah, see, you biased. Yo, Drake, Drake gonna out sing her. Drake gonna out sing her on that shit. If you don't like some, that shit is dead. Though. Word across the board. Mad stubborn. <laughs> said, fuck y'all niggas. Uh-huh. I just don't like it. But you just, I just don't like. Now you her. don't like her. <laughs> that, that I don't like her. No, I like her. I follow her. I don't follow Keisha Cole. I follow Ashanti. I like Ashanti. I like the way she dressed and everything. She's a very attractive woman. I like her outfits and her aesthetics and where she be at. I like that. But her music, um, no. I don't like her music like that. I never did. I never thought she could really sing. I listen to singers. Speaking of which, Jasmine Sullivan just came out with an album that is a singer and her album is good. I have to listen to it again to say if it's really good, but I listen to singers. I don't like the, I, that's why I never really got into Rihanna like that. I like Rihanna, but she can't sing like that to me. You wasn't singing Umbrellas? Yeah, but it ain't, I'm talking yeah, about all right, singers. All right. Y'all sung it. Yeah, I sung that together. Little Mo was the best singer ever. Oh my god! Little Mo, I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just like her lips. Ever. I ain't even give a fuck if she could sing or not. Her she lips was sing, like, but she's not the best singer ever. Nah, Jasmine, Jasmine is. I love that. Come on, man, you're this nigga, man. Little light your blunt, Kazi. This nigga, big fan. I'm just saying. I'm trying to tell you, Little Mo's, Little Mo was it. He's not better I than like Jasmine Sullivan, vocally. Um, did y'all um, did y'all watch any football this weekend? I did. What you think? I um, I watched the Titans versus Lamar Jackson. No, the Titans. The Titans played. A... The Titans played the Bills. No, they didn't. The Bills played the Colts. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Titans, uh, Derrick Henry. I didn't know 
I, I didn't watch him all year. And that was an interesting game of football. I like to see teams dance with the girls they bring to the prom instead of getting to the prom and trying to switch up who they with. And that was a good example of that. Um, I don't know what you mean. What you mean? So all year they ran Derrick Henry into the ground. Right. Um, the Ravens wasn't letting that happen. They could have tried to throw more passes and hoped that would help. But they said, we got here by running him. We're going to stick with the game plan. I, it, it didn't work, but, you know, they stuck to their game plan, and their game plan brought them as far as it should have brought them, which I think was uh, pretty dope on their part. They lost to a better team, but they didn't abandon what got them there. But do you think it's necessary to make certain adjustments, or you think you should be stubborn and stick to it no matter what? Depending on if you have those adjustments to make. So they didn't have the adjustments to make. Um, Ryan Tannehill is not a thrown quarterback. He's good for check downs, first downs, to provide something other than their ground attack. But their ground attack is their primary focus. So now you know going into next season what they need to build on. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it The same thing happened to Lamar Jackson last year. Last year, Lamar Jackson was running over. The playoffs, what makes the playoffs such an entertaining thing is because you will not beat a team doing what you did all season. You have to adjust somehow. You know what I'm saying? It's on the coach to give their team something different to work that didn't you, you know what I'm saying? You have to change something. So to see that, and I don't mean, like, I would have liked to see the Titans maybe try to get him the ball off screens and things of that nature, but they didn't have that in their repertoire. He might not be good at that. I don't know, but they stuck to their game plan. And I appreciated watching that game them sticking to their game plan. But it showed me they didn't have anything else. Where I know that uh the Bills are for real, the Browns are for real. Um Browns are not for real. I, I'm not a believer. I, I, I believe that they're for real. I do believe that Pittsburgh was a little overrated, but I, I still what I've seen from the Browns throughout the year, I think that they're for real. No, they got good players, but good players don't make a good team. Well, football is the ultimate team sport. So you got everybody got to be clicking on all cylinders. And then the coach, starting with the coach, you have to be able to, like you said, make certain adjustments when certain other things aren't working. So um, I think with the Browns, I think that their defense really showed up. Because I don't believe, like, I'm not a full-blown believer in Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't think that he's the savior, but I do think that he has gotten a lot more comfortable. And just a sidebar, I feel like um, Odell is probably out done in Cleveland because they don't need him. They're doing all of this without him. So 
it's clear that he wasn't the guy that was making them good or making them better. So I definitely. Oh, real quick. So the Giants weren't wrong to get rid of him either. Yes or no? They were wrong to get rid of him. Disagree with you. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I think they were wrong to get rid of him. They, that, that was the best thing that they had. And they got rid of him not for performance. They got rid of him for attitude. Which is a big thing. So uh, this a lot of a lot of people a lot of people make concessions for attitude when you're performing on the field though. A lot of teams and, make concessions. He wasn't performing on the field. Huh? He wasn't performing on the field. So in football, as a wide receiver, you don't have that much room to talk because somebody has to get you the ball. Right. You're never gonna be bigger than the person that has to get you the ball. Right. So if you're in a way of that. You could go. That thing is just that simple. As a wide receiver, um, you just can't do that shit. I don't know. Um, but I, I do want to see what uh, Buffalo is going to do because they got their hands full next week. So I do want to see what they're going to do. Um, the NFC, I still don't really know how that's going to play out. I don't know. I'm really focused kind of on the AFC because I still think the Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl. That's that's my pick. I think that's what they're going to do. So we'll see, though. We'll see. No, but I have a question. Did you want to talk about that Nicki Minaj thing or nah? I don't know that about it. Nah. For real. What happened, though? What song she used, though? If y'all, y'all can enlighten me on that. I don't, even, I don't even know the name of the song. Um... I, all I know is that I'm like, damn, she won. She wanted a song. It was, it was, it was a song featuring Nas, and it used a sample from Tracy Chapman, and she wanted it on her album originally. Tracy was like, "No, we're not going to clear the sample." Somehow, the song got leaked to Funk Flex, and he played it on the radio. And I guess once word got back to Tracy Chapman that she played it, um. She sued Nicki Minaj for using a sample that wasn't clear. Nicki's argument was she didn't actually use the song. She recorded the song, which was something that she probably already did before she asked for the clearance, but she never actually put it out and she never put it on her album to make money from it. So therefore she's like, well, why do I have to pay you if this is something that's she in the vault? Or was that just her argument? What? She could have not been telling the truth with that. What you just said, she said. Yeah, I mean, we we don't we don't know though. I mean, we can we can assume whatever, but we we don't we don't know that part. But all the, the to where though it says that she sent it to Flex or something. Something happened to where though she had to pay. Somebody ripped it. She right. saying she's saying that she didn't send it to Flex, but somehow Flex got it. So I don't know. That's something that but who benefit, the people involved who really actually flex play played it. Nobody technically that's benefits like I'm from for it. it. Flex gotta pay. But that's that. But that's that's the whole thing. Flex gotta pay that shit. If it no, you saying who benefits if it gets played on the radio, somebody has to get a check cut for it. Like every time a song is played on the radio, somebody's getting a check cut. Even if he called and be like, "Y'all got the exclusive," so that means Flex got paid. No, no, no. Once it's broadcasted, like you get paid for every time your shit is broadcast. So Nicki and Nas got paid. I would imagine 
Yes. Well, she. Did, yeah. I think he only played it like one time for a, like. So I don't. It wasn't like it was in rotation. In order for her to get sued, see, this is your part of the show. In order for her to get sued, don't it have to be damages that occurred? Four hundred fifty k ain't a lot though, but it is. A, it is a lot. But I'm like. That's some throwaway money, probably. I don't know about the music industry, but I would believe that if she told her no, if I'm telling you no, and you do it, even though it was already recorded or whatever, even if she wasn't the person who put it out and someone put it out and the masses heard it, she still is like, yes, she still is liable for that. That's what I'm saying in order for her to be able to sue her, she had to receive some kind of money off of it, right? Uh, historically, yes, but that's why this is such a such a big deal because Nikki's argument is, I didn't get paid for anything. I didn't use this for anything. This is she probably lying. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Right. I mean, may, may, maybe, uh, but but what I will say about this is this: well, every time, nice. song, sometimes, sometimes when songs get leaked, the artist does it themselves. Other times. It's people in their camp. They take it from the studio. They do what they want with it because they have the exclusive. So that part of it, we can speculate and we can believe what we want, but we don't know. We don't know who leaked it. So the fact I, I'm not saying who. So regardless, that's important, of, but that's important though. That's important. It's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is because if somebody stole something from my studio and then put it out for profit without my knowledge, I shouldn't be held responsible for that what if i'm not even in the studio when but that's somebody- your, but that whoever was in it that's your responsibility that's your team so i'm on your ass but i'm not even saying that my question is in order for it to get cleared to be played on the radio somebody there's a check being passed i, I don't know i'm asking this in order for it to be played on the radio somebody has to get a check cut so if they're I don't think you could just sue somebody without it, without damages having being occurred. Yes, no. I think the damage. I think the damage is you're going against what I told you. I think that's the yes. damage. Yes, ultimately it is you going against what I told you, and you doing it, and you. She can't prove that Nikki was just like I'm not in the studio. Somebody leaked that. Nobody. No, no, no. But I'm saying she. What she could prove is, you got to check. The radio station paid you for that song being paid, played, and I want that. Because this is my point, right? What's the difference in the mixtape? So Yeah, I was thinking about is, Brooklyn that's Love. What, that's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That, this is why this is a big deal for, for music, right? Because in music, artists understand DJ. that sample clearances are expensive. And most times, they don't want to go through the expense because it's going to cost too much. So they decide to put the, the sample stuff on mixtapes because mixtapes are not for sales for promotional use only. My thing is, this is big because if she didn't actually put the song out for profit, then how could she be sued for using something? Because people do that all of the time. Because she did put it out for profit and she's she lying. She might have paperwork, bro. It yeah, had but to that's be some type of trail. I feel like originally it was for profit. Let's just say this. Originally it was it, for profit. It was yes. for profit. I told you no. I said no. And they stopped. It. I don't want you to use my song. 
that means erase it, delete it. It should not be found. It should not even be here. You, you, it shouldn't even exist. And the fact that it was able to, I, I put it out and I said, I don't want it or whatever. I, you can't do it. The fact that it was able to be found, not only to be found, but to be leaked to the masses. By flex. <laughs> that is disrespect. And you're not listening to what I'm saying. And this is my song. I have clearance over that. So you should be reprimanded for that. And that's why the courts agree with her because you can't, you can't just do whatever. Well, the courts didn't agree. Uh, Nikki just settled. She settled. Cause she didn't want it. She didn't want it to go to trial. Cause this is a, this is that something that's, go up. That's, that's something that's two and a half years in the making. This happened in 2018. If you knew that you could win, you would drag it out. Not really. Well, sometimes it's sometimes true. it's easier to settle to to, to not have sometimes to deal with the headache. It's easier to settle, but if you don't want if if it's a half a million dollars and you just like I know I didn't do it or I know I wasn't in the wrong, I would fight that. I mean, or it's just still made headlines. If you if you Nicki Minaj and you got that money, why not? Media medals, nigga, sue you, you settle. No, not with I that. Mean, that's but that's that's how it that's how it goes. I don't think so. Not with that. I think she knew that. <laughs> I'm just saying, not in that situation. In other situations, yes, but not in that situation. My my argument is, I don't. I would imagine she got a check passed to her, and the only way the court would uphold the ruling is if she could prove that she got a check cut. That's the shit I'm saying. Nikki got a check cut and Tracy Chapman can prove she got a check cut. So then they have to pay. But if you can prove it was just leaked and you didn't have nothing to do with it, then you probably wouldn't have to pay. That's my question. I mean, you know, that's my belief because I don't, all of the shit that went out on mixtapes, there's no way these people can't be suing people for mixtape shit. So if it was that easy to sue somebody and say, you know, the court would say, I don't care if it's leaked or not, then everybody could do that. But that's what I, that's what that's that's my only argument. The reason why I got I got my eye on this case is because if people decide to retroactively try to go back and, you know, sue people for all of the mixtape stuff they did, that will get nasty. Dog, what's the name? 38 Special just put out a whole project with all 90s beats. 100% of beats from 1995. Dope project. But I would be willing to bet all of these people didn't clear these beats for him. 100%. It's a mixtape. So It's a mixtape. Mm. It's not an it's, album. I can, I can guarantee. Yeah. It's a, it's but don't they album. count mixtapes as albums nowadays? No. Yes. Well. Yes. No. They. They on on all major platforms. But that doesn't make that doesn't mean that it's an album, though. That doesn't make. In order for that to go on, it. it, I don't know, though. I ain't gonna talk about this shit like I know know them loopholes, bro. But I know if he had all of these beats, how he set this up, all of them, if. What Nikki did was wrong. Somebody can sue him saying he did the same shit. That's all I'm saying. And that's what I hope doesn't happen. Cause like I said, that that gets that gets real nasty. But we can leave it, we can leave it there. Um 
if we don't have nothing else, um, just make sure that, um, see, you, um, you got your candle line and um, you, uh, you restocking. What's, what's, uh, what's, the, what's the deal on that? January 29th, I restock. Can I get, can I get a pre-order? Yeah, Girl, send me I the link, send you know? something, cause I'll I'll just give you something. Our own scent, huh? We get our own scent. No. I can't see. Oh, no. like, you gotta you gotta have something called life as I see it, or, or life or something. Oh, keys of life. Ooh, now you pie. Oh, you pie yeah. now. Chill. I'm a sue. It's like nah. It's <laughs> like nah. Fuck that. I'm going to have new stuff for the summer. You got to have new scents for the summer. Word. Yeah, make sure y'all uh, shop at um, LuxCollection, LLC.com. Make sure y'all subscribe to the pod on Apple, Spotify. Make sure y'all tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. I think my critics need to hear this. For anyone who doubts my political awareness. I want you call a democratic with an automatic A rebel with a bezel when I just ordered the paddock You can build a wall as tall as the sky We all know the coke still gon' fall from the sky Poppy had a room with a wall full of pies This is America, baby, when we fall for the lies We never had much, but we had us And even when the bills didn't add up We cooked up coke and it was krills that we bagged up We sold the raw day and police still didn't bag us I'd be ready to kill one of you maggots Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.